0: On, man, how you doing? Good, F- yeah. Long time no talk, but I think last time we talked, we were talking walk-up music and how Tom Sawyer by Rush was your walk-up song, and <laughs> and talking a lot of baseball. And I heard you just before the break talking about Dodgers turning or Giants wearing the Dodgers. I got one for you. What was more shocking for either fan base, though? Juan Marichal wearing a Dodger uniform or Oral Hershiser wearing a Giants uniform?
2: Oh, that's a good one. I don't think Dodger fans care about it as much. They're like, oh, Oral's a giant. but Giants fans, you. yeah. Like, I'm going to the beach today. Oral's a giant. Who cares? But, like, Giants yeah. fans, I think we care about this stuff. I'm looking at your Twitter right now, and yeah. I've been seeing your pinned tweet. Like, Amy, your wife, Amy G, yes. she wrote a book, and you, you guys are smart. You wrote a book, too. Uh, what is it? The 100 Things Raiders fans should know before they die? That's great. Yeah, what-
0: yeah, that, that came out in 14, 2014, and then I came out with another one last year with uh, Lincoln Kennedy, If These Walls Could Talk, which is kind of a behind-the-scenes, but nothing too scandalous about, you know, what, what it was like for a, a player to be there when the Raiders were, you know, good in the early 2000s going to the Super Bowl, and his, what he sees as a as a broadcaster and also kind of my ascent through journalism, too. And, and my first book I actually wrote, up he was, was on the Dodgers, Tommy Davis, which I wrote when I was right around the time when I was covering you when you are on the Dodgers, when I worked at the L.A. Times. And, and Amy's written, I think she's working on her third book now as well, if not fourth. So it's, uh, I don't know if we're smart or if we just got a little too much time on our hands, but it's fun. <laughs>
2: Well, you were the only reporter I like from the L.A. Times, and we'll just leave it at that. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. We'll I wasn't going to say his name. I wasn't no. going to say his name. No, it's not even worth saying, but Paul Goodyear is nice enough to join us tonight to talk a little Jimmy G. So, all right, Jimmy G is a Raider. Uh, your thoughts? I, I'm excited for him, man. I think it's a great opportunity. I don't know if he's an upgrade from Derek Carr. Maybe your thoughts on that and your thoughts of Jimmy G as a Raider.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a natural progression of things. It's, it's fairly obvious that Tom Brady was target number one um, for a lot of reasons. One was that it's that huge mega splash that the owner, Mark Davis, loves to make and would have loved to have made. And he, and he wanted him a couple of years ago before John Gruden kind of blew that thing up uh, for, for whatever reason. And uh, when he decided to retire, then you look and you go, okay, still need to make kind of a splash. Uh, the, the kind of uh, background here is you need somebody – that knows Josh McDaniel's system and can play well in it because Jared Stidham looked better in his two starts or looked more comfortable in his two starts than Derek Carr did in 15. But that was because Jared Stidham knew the offense. It's the only offense he's ever known because he came from the Patriots as a backup there as well. So you you mark those two things off, and then maybe the most all-important, which fans don't want to hear, but he's coming cheaper, about $6 million in guaranteed money cheaper than Derek Carr would have had they just kept him on the roster. Derek was due a little bit over more more than 40 for the next few years. Jimmy G is going to get about 34 guaranteed. So you start throwing all those things together. And if he knows the, the, the offense and can click right away with what should be a high powered offense with Devonte Adams, an all pro uh, Darren Waller, a former pro bowler on Renfro in the slot, another uh, pro bowler and, and the all-pro running back, uh, Josh Jacobs, what's not to like about it unless you fix that offensive line, too? So it's, you know, Raider fans are having a hard time with it because they're like, wait, we got rid of a nine-year veteran and we're going to make this move? Well, yeah, but the two things aren't they're, they're mutually exclusive because one didn't necessarily mean the other. Yes, they did get rid of Derek Carr. Yes, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, but it wasn't one to do the other, if you know what i mean.
1: Dignity Health here, official health care provider of the San Francisco Giants. Winning is a team sport powered by great dedicated fans. When everyone is all in, magic happens. When it comes to health care, the Dignity Health team at Sequoia Hospital is all in too. Every day, the healthcare professionals at Sequoia Hospital in Redwood City are ready to deliver exceptional, compassionate care to you and your family. Dignity Health. Hello human kindness.
2: Yeah, with the six million dollars the Raiders save, they can either get a kicker or maybe hire Tiesto for a halftime show. So that I mean, there you go. I mean it was worth it already. So Devontae Adams today, the cryptic message. If we yeah. haven't talked in the last three weeks, don't hit me about this S, thanks, talking about Jimmy G. I mean he was he was close with Derek Carr, so that makes sense. Is he gonna be happy with Jimmy G or is that just a thing that's gonna have to evolve?
0: Right, that's the thing that's going to have to evolve. And, and we talked to Devonte at the end of the season, too. And, and even the general manager, Dave Ziegler, said that Devontae's earned the right to have his voice heard throughout the process. So unless they went ahead and signed Jimmy G without talking to Devontae, then he really doesn't have a beef. And he came back on Twitter, too, and said, don't you know, don't, don't take it too serious. He was basically saying that nobody's talked to him for three weeks. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's hitting him up asking for the scoop. It just gets tiresome. Okay, but at the same point, you know, yeah, he's that respected in that locker room. It wasn't so much that he's mad they moved on from Derek. He's he's beyond that, and he's got millions and millions of reasons to, to like being in Las Vegas. He's close to home, you know, the Palo Alto guy, and, and you kind of go from there. So I, I wouldn't read too much in that other than, hey, there's some clicks and a lot of interest, too. Whenever a player does or says something or a move happens, that's the first thing you do is go to a player's social media. I texted a bunch of guys on the team today, and none of them responded, so I don't know if that was – about me or if they all know that, hey, just stay silent for
2: now. <laughs> Paul Gutierrez is a jerk. He covers the Raiders for ESPN <laughs> nice enough to join us tonight. They can't hate you, dude. You're the nicest guy in all the media, except for your wife, Amy. She's a little bit nicer. She, she came on the other night, Way Paul. More. We, had, we yes. had the best chat catching up on the air. She's the best. So tell her she, she absolutely nailed it the other night, not surprised at all. I had so much fun catching up with her on the air. So the Josh McDaniels Jimmy G thing like is I think Jimmy was frustrated here Paul in San Francisco a little bit with Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think he wanted to open it up more and air it out more. Do you think he's going to be able to do that in Josh McDaniels' offense?
0: It's all about the trust factor, and that's the thing with Jimmy and, and what you saw in San Francisco or in Santa Clara. Sorry, in Santa Clara, what you saw was when, when he was comfortable, then things opened up. And when you got playmakers all around, they make the quarterback look better. When you got an offensive line that keeps him upright, all the more, right? So in, in Josh McDaniel's offense, it's very predetermined where the ball is supposed to go. Derek Carr, for all of his foibles, is a guy that thrived In chaos, so to speak, because when a play would break down and if he, if he would use his legs and, and look for, you know, look downfield, that's when he would do better. When he had somebody in his face, if if he had to think too much, he would overthink himself. And that's when he would get himself in trouble. So with Jimmy, if he knows this offense and he knows guys are going to be in certain spots, he should thrive in that. And, and I'm only going again, by what Jared Stidham did, did, um, last year in the last two games because he looked so comfortable in it it's all about comfort factor it's all about trust and if there's a trust between those two guys and obviously there's a connection there then it should be fine but but again until they're out there playing real games we'll never know but right here right now in march it looks good to me
2: yeah kind of looks good to me too it- Jimmy G worked on the long ball with Brian Greasy this year. Has he ever had a threat like Devontae Adams to throw to? Because it seems like if, if I'm going to throw a 50-50 ball, Devontae Adams is a guy that's going to come down with it more times than not. He made some incredible catches against the Niners in that game this year. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. So has Jimmy G ever had a target like this?
0: Well, I mean, Debo Samuel's nothing to sneeze at, right? I mean, But, but the thing with, with Devontae is he's not necessarily the the speedster, right? He's not the deep threat. He's not the guy that's... That, that, you, that you're that you deathly afraid of t- taking the top off of the defense, except he'll do that. And you're right. He is the best receiver in the NFL because he's the complete package. He's not fast, but he's quick. He's not big, but he's big enough to blow by you and run you over if he has to. So has he ever had a complete package like this? i have to say no. Debo Samuel, again, is nice, very nice. But with Devontae Adams, when he's right, and when you should see the way the defensive back's the respect they give him the 10 to 15 yards off they are because they're so scared to death of him. And for good reason. So, you know, long answer to your short question. No, Jimmy, he's never had anybody like this the same way Derek Carr never Derek Carr actually did in college when they were teammates at Fresno state. And, and, uh, you know, nobody else really had it except for Aaron Rodgers when he had him in green Bay. The cool thing about Devonte though. And I, I wrote a story about this last year and I'm sure, I don't know if you know or not, but he and Jock Peterson were high school football teammates. In yeah. They were both and receivers, Peterson, right? Yeah, Jock Peterson was wide receiver one. Devontae Adams was wide receiver two. And that was only for the one year. And it was only because Devontae, it was his first year playing organized football since he was a kid when he broke his arm. So, you know, it's still a cool story.
1: Dignity Health here, official health care provider of the San Francisco Giants. Winning is always a team sport, powered by great, dedicated fans. When everyone is all in, magic happens at the ballpark. When it comes to health care, the Dignity Health team at Dominican Hospital is all in, too. Every day, the health care professionals at Dominican Hospital in Santa Cruz are ready to deliver exceptional, compassionate care to you and your family. Dignity Health. Hello, human kindness.
2: That is a great story. All right, the elephant in the room, or should I say the spearmint rhino in the room, is how Jimmy G is going to fare in Vegas, the city. I mean, I, 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 you can't speculate on that. But, like, this has to be a question that some Raider fans are asking. Like, Jimmy G, I mean, we know he likes to have fun off the field. Now he's in Vegas. I was joking earlier on the year that I hope he survives.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I, you know, we've talked before. I, I went to UNLV. I, I, I know Vegas fairly well. And, and you can find trouble wherever you want. Whenever people would say when the Raiders get getting ready to move, they're all Vegas, all the players are getting in trouble. And, yeah, there, there have been, you know, terrible incidents that have happened. Um, but, you know, it could be the same thing if he goes to New Orleans, if he goes to New York. You want to find that kind of nightlife, you're going to find it. Um, I, I try to just, you know, the way I kind of wrote about it and had fun with it was will his, what will be higher for him in Sin City, his Q rating or his QBR, and you just kind of go from there with it.
2: <laughs> I think, Paul, that home players that play there – It's different, right? If you're a visiting player, you come in, maybe you have fun on Saturday night, whatever, if you can, if there's not curfew for your team. Football is way different than baseball or basketball where you're there for a couple of days at a time. I just think if it's your home city, it might be cool at first, but then you're just like, oh, my God, I'm sick of this place. And, I mean, the A's are talking about going to Vegas. I think a baseball team would thrive there. I mean, your thoughts on professional sports, Paul, in the city of Las Vegas?
0: Yeah, I'm old enough to remember, FP, when the Running Rebels were the only show in town. Right. And nobody wanted to come to the Thomas and Mack Center. They, they hadn't lost a game in five years at home and won a national championship, went to four Final Fours, and they were a national brand that transcended any conference. Now they're taking seventh place in the Mountain West, and they are like fourth or fifth on the sports radar in vegas with the raiders there with the golden knights there with ufc having mega cards every other weekend with uh the aces of the wnba winning its title last year with uh you know the a's flirting with it and i went and did a story last week with, on big league weekend with the a's and talked to vegas people and they're ready they're they're sitting there waiting to "Hey, you guys want to make a deal come on down and the thing that's interesting to me is the acceptance of of gambling, sports wagering, that has been the major game changer of everything, because once professional sport, the first team, you know, dipped its toe into sports betting there, the, the Golden Knights, then the Raiders came. It's 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 incredible to me that the Raiders are there. Not only that, but the Super Bowl is going to be there next year. Uh, the Final Four is going to be there in 2028, and then you go back. Granted, it's a long time ago when you and I were young men. But in 1990 and 91, when the NCAA was trying to do everything it could to, to blow up UNLV and uh, not ha- let them have any real kind of success to where it is right now, it- it's mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, I'm all for it, man. I-, I think a baseball team would flourish there, whether it's the A's or whomever, you'd have to have an indoor stadium indoor-outdoor, yeah. like retracting roof, because it's 147. It's like you're playing on Jupiter there in the summer. So we'll yeah. see how that whole thing goes. Josh Jacobs, the franchise tag, he, he probably wanted a longer deal, right? How, how's he feeling about uh, being uh, given the franchise tag?
0: Yeah, one of the guys that hasn't responded, so I'm not going to take that personally. But he said <laughs> before before he left for the year that, yeah, he, he, it had to make sense to him. And, and I wrote, you know, it, as in dollars and cents. But the Raiders ultimately held – the, the trump card there with, with the franchise tag, which they slapped on him. And, and you know, they still have until the middle of July to work out a long-term deal and figure something like that is going to happen once they get through free agency, once they get through the drafts, sign their draft picks, and then you see how much cap space you got and what other kind of moves you got to make to fit it in there. I, I fully expect that they would um, make, do something to make him right before they report to camp. Otherwise, you run the risk of having a disgruntled all-pro running back. The first guy to lead the NFL in rushing for the Raiders since Marcus Allen in 1985. Uh, So you don't want to upset that. And, you know, as Josh McDaniels told me himself, you know, he wasn't used to having a bell cow type running back. He was used to running back by committee with all those teams he had in New England as the offensive coordinator. So this was something new to him too.
2: All right, Paul, good stuff, man. I appreciate your time tonight. Great catching up with you. Tell Amy I said hello and uh, I'm so glad you're working for ESPN and not that newspaper in Los Angeles you used to work for. It's, it's I'm really happy. I'm really happy. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: And hey, one more thing: as an old baseball guy, open stance as a kid. My guy with the open stance, Brian
2: Downing with the Angels. He was like the first one. Like he, he was like the first one. With the, he was like Superman. He, I think he was the first guy to ever like lift weights in baseball. So that was a first. <laughs> And then he had the open stance, but every baseball card I had, Paul, as a kid, it was like not just a closed stance. Or I'm I'm doing it. This is terrible radio. Where like if you were a left-hander, like your your right foot was on the plate and your left foot was like yeah. in the other side of the batter's box. I'm like so close that you could barely see the pitcher. That's how everybody used to hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, with, with you know growing up as a fan and you know in little league trying to do Steve Garvey's stance or Brian Downing's stance or Don Baylor's stance, whoever it was. None of it ever worked. So, you know, it was all good. It was, to be a fan was fun, and, you know, covering you was fun. And, and, you know, growing up in Barstow and being a Dodger fan back in the day, too, I mean, um, you know, it's, you know, baseball still baseball. And, you know, if I say this once, I've said it forever, the NFL may be the national obsession, but the baseball is still the national pastime.
2: Paul, I tried every stance, too, and it didn't work. And I did it for a living, so <laughs> don't feel bad. Thanks, Perfect. Paul. Have a Have a great right. night. Appreciate you coming on, man. Good stuff. Take care. Talk to you soon. That's Paul Gutierrez. He covers the Raiders for ESPN. He used to cover the Dodgers when I was down there for uh, the Los Angeles Times. <laughs> Great guy. I mean, what a wonderful family, Paul and Amy, Amy G. We don't even say Amy Gutierrez. We just, says, we just say Amy G. Like, she's a rock star. And we miss her on the game. We miss her doing the, the in-game stuff for the Giants because she was, in my opinion, the best in-game reporter in all of Major League Baseball. So, uh, let's take a, a break right now. And on the other side, let's talk some more 49ers. We have a Verathan. He
1: Dignity Health here, official health care provider of the San Francisco Giants. Winning is a team sport powered by great, dedicated fans. When everyone is all in, magic happens. When it comes to health care, the Dignity Health team at Sequoia Hospital is all in, too. Every day, the healthcare professionals at Sequoia Hospital in Redwood City are ready to deliver exceptional, compassionate care to you and your family. Dignity Health. Hello, human kindness.